Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. Now, on today's episode, I wanted to revisit a case that we all have heard of and are familiar with, and that is the case of Redonda Vont. So for those of you who may not remember, uh, Redonda was sentenced to three years of probation after being convicted in 2022 for gross negligence and a medication error that killed Charlie Murphy in 2017 by giving her the wrong medication. Charlene was supposed to receive a sedative called fentanyl, which is supposed to calm her and relax her for a particular test that she was preparing to have. But instead, Redonda bypassed several medication safety systems um, and administered a medication called Versed, which is a very powerful um, paralytic, which caused Charlene to stop breathing. um, And unfortunately, she died as a result of it. So this was all in the news. Everyone was in an uproar because... One, we want to acknowledge Charlene Murphy's death. You know, it was by medication error, which is very sad. We never like to see it. And it's very much indeed a sentinel event, one worthy of, you know, exploration, investigation, looking at the structure process and the system in place to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again. But also, again, this is a death. Even if we in healthcare do our root cause analysis and everything that we need to do, it does not bring Charlene back. A very devastating for the family. Um, we never want to see patient death, especially from an error that is made by uh, one of us or our colleagues. Now, here's the thing. This happened in 2017. Apparently, the well, obviously the hospital was aware of it. Um, the Board of Registered Nursing in Tennessee was made aware of it. And they initially said that they weren't going to take any action. I can't recall what happened um, how this came to uh, the court of public opinion, but the case, uh, the case resurfaced. Uh, uh, Redonda was basically fired from her job. Her nursing license was revoked, and then she was charged um, in the court of law. So all of this can be very, very devastating. And I saw a lot of nurses coming to support and champion. Redonda's case, you know, really support her in her process. Now, listen, I can imagine that is very traumatizing to go through something like that. And of course, you would like your colleagues to uh, to support you or rally um, at your side. However, I wasn't one of those nurses. I wasn't saying throw the book at her, but I 
for a variety of reasons, was very concerned about what happened um, in the patient care setting when she was taking care of her daughter, because there were a lot of failures in the system. So she was not set up for success, but there was still an opportunity for Donda to do the right thing. And she bypassed those safety systems and unfortunately found herself in that situation, which resulted in a patient death. The hospital knew of this, didn't report it to the proper authorities, didn't do a lot of things. I'm not going to harp on the hospital because all that's said and done, but she's already been through the judicial system and things have our decisions made, convictions happened, probation assigned and all those types of things. And also the Board of Registered Nursing initially said no investigation. Then they later did an investigation and they revoked her license. So the reason why I'm bringing all of this up now is because a few weeks ago, Redonda was back in court with her attorney asking the Tennessee, asking for a hearing um, with the Tennessee Board of Registered Nursing because she wanted to have her nursing license reinstated. Now, here's my thing. This just happened last year. You haven't even done your three years of probation. Not sure what remediation education has been done on your part to show that you would be, uh, uh, you know, that this wouldn't happen again. But it's barely been a year and she's already asking for her nursing license back. And I'll say this. She feels like she should have never lost it. Okay. In the court of public opinion, um, not just nursing opinion, in the court of public opinion, I mean society's opinion, it was the rightful thing to do. And it's somewhere actually even a surprise that she didn't get a, a, a more severe sentence. Here's why. And let me also back up and say, the Board of Registered Nursing, I don't know how many of y'all nurses know this or understand this, but they are not, they were not created or designed for us. They were actually created and designed to protect the public from us, which is why they are a body, um, an agency that is designed to make sure that nurses meet all of these criteria. They govern our practice. That's what we can do, can't do, and this and this and this to make sure that we're safe practitioners for the public. So they're really here for the public to represent the public's safety and best health interests. Okay. So I say that to say because I think some nurses think that the Board of Registered Nursing is just for us because we pay fees and dues to them to maintain our license, but they're really here to represent and protect the public. So let that just be, let that, let that simmer right there. Let that simmer in the back of your brain as we're kind of going through this conversation because I don't want you to say, oh, Alice is anti-redonda. I'm not. I'm all about public safety um, and ensuring that we have the correct Structure, process, and systems in place to ensure that. Now, do I think Redonda wanted, you know, intended to go into work and make this mistake and harm people and all this? No, I don't think she did. However, there are consequences for our actions. We are adults, and this, this, unfortunately, this is this is what has to be the structure and the system in place to protect the public. Um, so, I have a list of things here that I wanted to kind of go over um, because I think. When we when we look at Redonda's case, yes, I am part of the nursing profession. Yes, I know that the workplace and the systems and process at work can be can fail us. Um, they can not set us up for success. But as a provider, as the as Alice, I am the boss of Alice. I govern Alice, regardless what the hospital thinks, 
regardless what the board of registers nursing thinks, regardless what my patients thinks, regardless what my colleagues thinks, I, Alice Benjamin, responsible for my own practice and what I do and do not do. And just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should. This is why critical thinking is such an important characteristic of a safe nurse. So when it comes to whether Redonda should get her nursing license reinstated or not, that's what she's asking for after just one year of being on probation. Um, she said she's asking for it on the sake of principle because she feels like her case was mishandled, that the Board of Registered Nursing didn't do their due diligence, didn't provide you know due process and things like that. I got to remind you, the Board of Registered Nursing is here for patient safety, not for nurses. They are not a judicial system. They are not the law. They are a body, an agency created for patient safety. Um, they are actually comprised of both appointed and elected personnels. Um, you have registered nurses on there. You can have LPNs on there. You can have advanced practice nurses on there. Uh, you have also uh, people who represent the community on there. You can have public members um, who are not licensed healthcare professionals, and that's good because they're not they're not jaded or swayed by the, our practice and our policy. Like they're completely innocent and in looking at this from a total different lens, which is good. We want the diversity and thought there as we have people on this board um, looking to establish criteria, rules, and processes to, to maintain patient safety. But they represent the general public and provide an outside perspective on the nursing issues. You can also have ex officio members on that board. And those are representatives sometimes of the state health department or other relevant government agencies. And there's usually an executive director who um, uh, is responsible for overseeing day-to-day -day operations and implementing board policies and ensuring that the board's regulatory functions are carried out effectively. So, Board of Registered Nursing, that's the composition. They have the public's best interests in mind. So, when we talk about due process, they're not a judicial system. They're not the, the court of law. And so, because of that, their systems and processes and practices in which how they govern giving someone their license and taking away their license that is a separate process from the judicial system. So Redonda feels like she was kind of hit from both both sectors. Um, and understandably so. I could see that. She worked very hard to get through nursing school, as we all do. And then to see it kind of taken away abruptly like that, um, I'm sure it can be devastating. But I also have to remind you, um, and this is where some of the conflict happened amongst us as healthcare professionals, is that her actions resulted in a patient death. When is patient death okay? It's not okay. It's never okay. And so to not expect any repercussions for being responsible for someone's death when you did something erroneously, when you overrode safety systems that were in place, when you didn't ask for help, not saying you did it on purpose, but you definitely weren't worried about doing it on accident. I'll say that much. And so in this conversation, I wanted to talk about some reasons why uh, the Board of Registered Nursing would be justified in not reinstating uh, Redonda's nursing license. And the first one is patient safety. That is the primary concern in healthcare, patient safety. And her error had severe consequences uh, resulting in patient death. And so reinstating her license actually may raise concerns about her ability to provide safe and competent care to patients. Because 
if this happened in this situation, who's to say what her practice has been? Who's to say that this is not the way that she conducted herself that day was not the way she's always conducted herself. We don't know that. Um, and to this date, not that it needs to be put in the forefront now, but you know, what type of education or remediation was provided to her? It's not the BRN's responsibility to um, rehabilitate a nurse. Once they've taken your license away, if you want that, be about it, show it, you know, work for it. Don't be told or don't wait on what's for someone to tell you what to do uh, to get what it is that you want. It work for it. So demonstrate to the public, to the board that you can be a safe practitioner. Okay. So there needs to be some education, some, you know, some rehabilitation. Um, and here's the thing. It's not just redonda though, because it's a whole system, her whole healthcare system, uh, like computers being down, uh, her being, uh, I believe it's a progressive care nurse taking care of ICU patients, also taking on the role of being a float, uh, while also precepting and being a newer nurse without, you know, years of that expertise experience under her belt. There was a lot of things in place. So even if Redonda showed education and rehabilitation that she knows what to do in these given situations, um, we're really not going to know until she gets into it. And then who's to say that the hospital's not going to set her up for failure again? So that's one, patient safety. Two, breach of standard procedures. So this particular incident um, involved a breach of standardized nursing procedures and medication administration protocols. Guys, in nursing school, they like drill us. They like, you know, what are the five rights? And actually there's 10 rights or eight rights. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of rights. But the biggest concern is that we're making sure that people are doing all their checks to make sure that the medication that they're administering is safe for the patient. Again, I'm not going to rehash everything that happened in Rodonda's case, but definitely was not an ideal situation. And here's the thing. Did she really know what she was giving? Because first of all, Versed is a powerful sedation medication. So even if you give someone Versed, you still should be monitoring their respiratory blood pressure, heart rate, type, those type of things. Sounds like she kind of walked away from the patient after giving the medication. And then when she pulled the medication, she couldn't initially find the Versed. So she overrode something got out um, the um, Vecaronium. It says on there that it's a paralytic. And here's the thing. If the bottle didn't say the name of the medication you're familiar with, did you not think to ask question? Do you really understand what a paralytic is? And giving that, here's the thing. If she were a true critical care nurse, she would have known what it was. So that's why I beg the question. It, it just bothers me that someone perhaps who wasn't experienced in that special was taking care of patients, you know, anyways, she um, gave this medication um, with all these alerts that are like, ding, 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 red flags, red flags, red flags all over the place. And she just like, do, 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 give the medication. And so she breached the standardized procedures protocol. So if returning into nursing, would she bypass the systems again? So that is a big concern. And then reinstating her license might send the message uh, that those type of lapses and those type of accidents without significant consequences are like, oh, it's okay. It's not that bad. It is. It's very bad. It's very bad. Um, so that's another reason. Legal accountability. Now she was initially charged with reckless homicide, a criminal offense for her role in um, the patient's death. 
reinstating Redonda's license could be seen as diminishing the legal consequences of her action. So just one year, she hasn't even finished her three-year probation. To get that license back that quickly after such a serious offense, okay, not that bad. At least that's the that's the impression that it gives. We have courts, laws, and rules in place to protect people. When we are too forgiving or easily forgiving with reinstating of licensure like that, it gives the impression that the initial action wasn't as bad as what it really was. And so it kind of sets the precedence and kind of for other people, you know, that this will unfortunately happen to as well. So if someone else has a medication error and they kill someone, they're gonna be like, well, Rosanda, after one year, she got her license back. So I don't even know why I should. Listen, let's not do that. Okay. There's definitely some legal accountability that, that needs to happen. Also, public trust. Again, we are in the court of public opinion. Okay. BRN is there for patient safety. Healthcare professionals are entrusted with the lives and well-being of patients. So reinstating uh, Redonda's license could erode public trust even further in the nursing profession as it would be perceived as leniency in response to a serious medical error. And also let me throw in there, if I don't, it's like ignoring the elephant in the room. As a woman of color, I understand the disparities in fairness in the judicial system based on the color of one's skin and how they appear. Would it be the same if Redonda was of a different complexion or of a different nationality? We don't know. But because racial tensions are high and because we've seen a lot on social media about race, unfairness, inequality in so many other sectors, let's not ignore the fact that that can also possibly exist in healthcare. And it does. It does. We know that patients are not treated the same or offered the same services because of the color of their skin. So let's also make sure that healthcare providers are treated fairly as well. So if someone else had conducted, which there are people who have lost their nursing license uh, for far less severe things um, than Redonda's case, but yet for Redonda's license to be reinstated would be unfair. Now, in this podcast, I'm not running down that list, but if you do the research, you'll find it. It's very avail- it's available on the internet, but let's Google that, okay? So let's make sure. Yes, Redonda lo- lost her nursing license because of this medical error that resulted in death. There are other nurses who've lost their nursing license for far less and have not been able to get it back. Let's make sure that we're being equitable when it comes to the evaluation on whether someone should be reinstated for their nursing license. And I bring that up because racial tensions is something that's very, very noticeable. It's very prevalent. Um, It's out there. And we need to make sure that in this court of public opinion, as we are nurses taking care of patients and we are entrusted with the public safety, that we also are making sure that we don't act as if we are above the law. Okay. Uh, Another reason why uh, the Board of Registered Nursing wouldn't be wrong if they did not reinstate Redonda's nursing license because of deterrence, right? So maintaining strict consequences for medical errors serves as a deterrent for healthcare professionals and it helps them and hospitals 
to make sure that they set up systems and processes in place, that they exercise caution, and that they adhere to safety protocols. So reinstating Redonda's license might weaken this deterrent effect. Also, precedent. Reinstating her nursing license could set a precedent for handling similar cases in the future. So again, if someone did something similar in the past and they're like, well, Redonda got her nursing license reinstated after one year. I know I killed someone, but I should be, that should happen to me. So at what point then does a consequence even mean anything? It's, it's going to be like a, a meaningless consequence. It's going to set the precedence in the practice of, oh, I could do, yeah, it's not going to really matter if you kill someone because, you know, you'll get your license back. It's no big deal, Alice. Like, no, we're not, we should not do that. This is a precedence. And so um, this is setting the precedence for how similar cases will be handled in the future. And it'll potentially make it more challenging to discipline nurses and other healthcare professionals and hold them accountable for errors that result in patient harm. I don't think you hear me. I think that that's extremely important. So, you know, I'm not saying Redonda's a bad person. I'm not saying that she meant to do harm, not at all. But what I'm saying is what happened, happened. You can't remove the things, we can't take back the things that happened. There were points where decisions were made and she acted in a certain way that was negligent. The court found her guilty of that. She received a consequence. Now, because of that consequence, you can't turn around and cry and say, well, I was treated unfairly. The Board of Registered Nursing, they didn't do their due diligence. They didn't do this. They're there to protect the safety of the public. And I'll also say this, though, because I'm not going to let leave the, the BRN unscathed here, too, because they knew about this the first time. I don't know what their process was. I guess they didn't feel like working, but they should have got off their asses the first time and did their due diligence and really investigate. Now, let me say this also. Had they really done their job the first time, Redonda might have had her nursing license revoked the first time. And then we wouldn't be in the situation where she feels like she's treated unfairly because first they said they weren't going to do anything. Now they did something. If they had done their job the first time, they probably would have revoked her license the first time. So the Board of Registered Nursing also needs to be handled in that situation. And I know they are overworked and um, overwhelmed with the number of nursing applicants and the things that are happening and things like that. But we also need to make sure that our Board of Registered Nursing, if they are indeed there to protect the safety of the public, that they have the resources that they need to do their due diligence and do their job right the first time. Okay? Because I'm going to go ahead and say it. Tennessee Board of Registered Nursing. You were straight lazy, didn't do your job the first time. You should have did a thorough investigation and got all the facts. You should have pulled in the hospital. You should have pulled in Redonda. You should have pulled in everything you need to pull to do a thorough and proper investigation. Because now Redonda has wiggle room to say, oh, well, that's unfair. It is unfair because you tell me one thing, then you do something else. But here's the thing. You did that because you didn't do your job the first time. So Board of Registered Nursing, I'm coming for you too. You should have did your job right the first time. Now. Another reason why the Board of Registered Nursing wouldn't necessarily be wrong for not reinstating Redonda's licenses for rehabilitation and re-education. Some may argue that rehabilitation and re-education are essential. Yes, reinstating her nursing license may not be the most appropriate path in this case because while she still has all this nursing knowledge, it's probably not in the public's best interest that someone who's committed the actions that Redonda committed, be able to practice nursing. That's just facts, guys. It just is. And I know you don't like it because it's happened to one of your own. It's like your family. It's your nursing family. I get it. But we cannot act like we are above the law. We have to have these 
system, structures, and processes in place to protect the public. It's not just about us and what we want as nurses. It's just not. Okay, so just get off of that. Just get off of that. And I say this from a place of love, from a place of experience, from a place of an experience in all aspects, bedside leadership, nursing politics, legislation. We have to do what's right for the public. And so Redonda has uh, expressed that she would like to help change the the work environment and the culture to make sure that these system, these broken systems and processes are remedied so other nurses don't find themselves in that situation. And she can, but she don't need her license as a registered nurse to do that. She doesn't. A license for a registered nursing is a license that allows you to do all of the things that RNs do. And if she's done what she's done and she's been punished and it's been revoked, she's probably not the best person to do that anymore. I'm not saying that people don't change, people don't learn. And honestly, I'm not saying that at all. People do. But in this situation, especially, it's only been one year, guys. She's only been on probation for one year. Okay. I'm saying that a lot can't happen in a year, but you don't think that's a little bit entitled to be coming back so soon, so fast to be like, I deserve my nursing license and the board of registered nursing was wrong. I think that we need to remind each other that when errors happen, yes, there is a system and a process. We may not be set up for success. We might've been kind of put in a bad situation, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's our action. So I think Redonna needs to take some more. I think she needs to humble herself a little bit more in the court of public opinion because it's giving entitled white woman. And I hate to say that, but it is. Um, and I'm just saying what you're thinking. Many people are thinking, but are afraid to say, but in this podcast, I think it's important that we have these candid conversations because I would not be serving my listenership and viewership without addressing those important aspects. And so she can still work on advocacy, patient advocacy and healthcare quality and improvement and all those things, but she doesn't need to be a licensed registered nurse to do so. So, you know, it's important to note that the decisions whether to reinstate her nursing license or not are typically made by the Board of Registered Nursing Authorities. Now, I don't know what's going on in Tennessee um, or how their Board of Registered Nursing is uh, going to respond to this, but sadly, the Court of Public Opinion will weigh heavy on this. And I can imagine that there will be several patient advocacy groups that come out and speak out against the reinstatement of Redonda's nursing license, and it sucks. Sorry. You know, I'm not here to champion the reinstatement or not either way. I just know what I I know what my opinions are. And my opinions are, I think that she was, she's received um, a light punishment for what happened. I actually could have seen the books thrown at her even harder. But hey, I'm not, I wasn't the judge. I'm not assigning the, the punishments or things like that. But I definitely do believe that revoking her nursing license was the proper and safe thing to do. And I don't know who Redonda's friends are. I don't know who her counsel is, but I think that there's a lot of work and advocacy and things that she can do. And there is probably a better strategy for going about getting her nursing license reinstated than what she's doing. Cause again, it's giving entitled white woman. It is. And I just, had I had had, had, had I known Redonda, she called me and asked me like, well, Alice, what would you do? I would have gave her a whole different play. 
I would have given her a whole different play. I would have gave her some different advices. And I would have told, I would have shared my opinions on how I think she can take this tragic event and turn it into something more beautiful than she could ever imagine and turn it into something that she can actually, you know, also even get paid for and make the patient improvements that she would like to do. But she didn't call me. I don't know her. And I'm just sharing. This is the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. So Nurse Alice is going to say what Nurse Alice thinks. But that's where we are. So I wanted to talk about that because, again, just in the recent week, she's a re uh, asked the judge to get a hearing so she can get her nursing license back. And if I were the judge, if I were the Board of Registered Nursing in Tennessee, I would not, I would not be reinstating anything, and especially not now, and especially not with the uh, what we see from the public. Because I'm not in the case. I don't know those people. I don't know her people, or any, you know, she didn't call me or anything like that. But I believe that from the court of public opinion and from uh, from a patient advocacy stance, I think she's going about it all wrong. Could she change and one day be a safe uh, safe nurse that can be into a practice? Possibly, but it's not going to happen one year after your after your um, after being uh, going through court. That's just too soon. That's just like honestly, that gives me the I don't know, an F attitude. That's that's really what it does. It's like I'm entitled. This was wrong. Hurry up, fix it, type of thing. And I just feel like you can't do that with patients' lives. You can't do that with patient safety. You there is definitely a, a a way to do things and a way not to do things. And it's coming off disingenuous. And I think those are things that the non tangible things that impact a court's opinion or an agency's decision. So, anyways, I wanted to come on here and talk about that real quick. I'd love to know what you think guys, because I know she wasn't set up for success. I know it was a whole shit show over there with how things were set up, short staff, things not working. I get it. But at the end of the day, and I'm going to tell you this to anybody who's listening, if you find yourself working in a situation like that, stop, stop, pump the brakes, move slow. The problem is nurses try to like, oh my gosh, I got to do this. I got to do this. And you try to rush and get work done. But then when you rush, you make the mistake. Now here's the thing. You rush, you get stuff done, hospital benefits. You rush and make a mistake. You don't benefit. And so at the end of the day, I'm okay with bottlenecking the system to make sure that I'm safe. I'm so quick to say, like, hold on, I need, let's take a break here because I don't feel safe doing this. I think this might happen and I need some help. I need, you know, I need someone to see this problem and understand that I'm not operating as a lone wolf here if something goes wrong. Okay. And I think that's just the conversation we need to have. So I really want to empower nurses to use their voice on a proactive side before the problem happens versus on the reactive side where all the nurses are championing Redonda and her help and her efforts and stuff after the death, after the conviction. Like, let's get on the preventative side of that. I love being a nurse, but I feel like sometimes my colleagues, we only complain about things once, you know, and complain and move mountains after something's happened. And I really want us to step up into the leadership role, which I know nurses can be, and help move mountains and make decisions and create settings and environments that are best for us. I really do. Anyways, I don't know how y'all going to feel about this episode, but I got some stuff off my chest and I feel good that I'm able to be my true and authentic self. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Okay. It's not a me against you. It's not a Alice versus against Redonda versus, the, it ain't a nobody versus nobody. This is us as healthcare professionals talking about a very high profile, highly charged topic that is worthy of discussion. So we can work it out amongst ourselves so we can unify as a profession and then move forward so that we are operating to our best, to the highest of our scope, 
and providing the best service um, so our patients get the best outcome. So that's that. I'd love to know what you think. Email me at nursealice at nurse.org. Or you can leave a comment, rating, review on your favorite podcast platform, which by the way, I would love it if you leave a rating. It would help me get the podcast out there to more people and let me know how I'm doing. Do I need to change something, do something different? You know, I just want to know. What do you think? Um, and if you have an idea for the podcast, love to hear that as well. And share this with your friend, your colleague, your classmate, you know, anyone who you think would benefit from this type of content. I really, really want to get this type of content out to the masses because I feel like so many people could benefit from it. So, um, and shout out nurse.org for hosting the podcast. Thanks to them. Make sure to check out their website at nurse.org. Tons of great information there. I'm Nurse Alice. You can follow me on all things social at Ask Nurse Alice. And guys, until next time, make good choices, be kind to one another, and live on my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.